scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Welcome, Jacob. Hello. What's going on? Oh, just wishing I was at a Taylor Swift concert, you know, opening probably by Nickelback, I think is what it is, but tweets there instead, not with us on the podcast. Again. What about you? Not a whole lot. I mean, busy at work, busy kind of with just like kids sports. Yep. I mean, my son's had like three baseball games this week, so took a vacation, went to Great Wolf Lodge. Um, Highly recommend for the kids. I was very exhausted after the three days. It's a lot. Vacations are no longer for us anymore. They are for kids and it is exhausting. They're definitely for the kids, and I'm happy we went, but there was nothing better than when we got home from Minnesota and I got to sleep in my own bed. Or how about nothing better than coming back and having all that laundry to do? That's also true. Um, One thing that, you know, we didn't know about Great Wolf Lodge is the room that we got had a queen size bed, so not ideal. Right, for me and the wife who are used to like our king. But um about two feet away from where I was sleeping was the bunk beds for the kids. So I couldn't even get on my phone because they're trying to sleep. I want them to sleep. Right. Like no screens, no watching TV. I don't know. We went to a fantastic Mexican joint though. It was really good. Minnesota known for their Mexican? I think the entire United States has a good Mexican joint at some point in your town. Gotcha. If you hear any uh, beeping going on, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a draft currently, so that's what you might hear over the course of the night. All right. Well, normally I've got a quick hitter of a, a guess of what player, who am I? 
But we're going to forgo that this week. Uh, we don't have another person here to guess. We are going to be doing an interview with the bridesmaid of bridesmaid of the college football land. And that is manager Brett Hafner. Maybe the next cellar dweller. We're not sure. We're going to get we're going to get some answers from him tonight, assuming he shows up after his golf league. So I've got a little different thing I want to talk about for our quick hitter. Two of them. One, a trade. I want you to evaluate this trade for me. So on one side, you get Raheem Sanders. RB1. So far for next year. Okay. Okay. The other side got Demarcus Bowman, Tajay Spears, Dante Demas Jr., Kale Vanderbush, Kendra Lambert Smith, Moose Muhammad, and Relique Brown. I wouldn't trade Raheem Sanders like left leg. For all of that. What about his right leg or just upper body? No. Nope. I'm definitely going Raheem Sanders. Um, that's a really bad trade. But what if I told you that wasn't one trade? That was a multiple trades. Going mm-hmm. back, going back, we looked. I looked through it. Like, what did I get Raheem Sanders for? And Grim had him on his team, and I traded him NCAA 210 or 410, 510, and 810, which then he flipped several of those picks to get those players. That is really disappointing um, and honestly pretty frightening. Like Raheem Sanders, if he has another good year, is probably in the same breadth of like prospects as what? Cam Akers coming out, Dalvin Cook. Something like that, probably. Catching passes, like he kind of checks every box. Maybe like the Travis Etienne, but heavier. Which is always better for a running back in the NFL. So, yeah. Um, That's a, that's... That's, that's quite the trade. <laughs> Didn't he also have Drake May? He did. He did. I don't remember what he traded Drake May for, but Grim could have had a pretty solid uh, team coming up if he would have kept some guys. Maybe. But he didn't. So here we are. We'll never know. Quick, My next quick hitter. I want to know... What will make Nick Saban retire sooner? Winning another national championship or having losing seasons? Or just mediocre seasons? Maybe not the Alabama expectation. Because I feel like last year was a letdown in regards of Alabama football. But what would make Nick Saban retire sooner? I think losing seasons. Yeah. Which I mean, one do you think is more likely to happen? 
Um, not winning national championships. Pretty hard to do. I, I, I don't see Alabama not having like 10, 11 win seasons going forward. They're, they're still getting the, they're still getting plenty of guys that if you can't coach four and five stars on your entire roster, then you probably can't coach. I mean, they, they have plenty of talent. So I am – I'm just thinking that, you know, Georgia's caught up with Alabama. You've got – And they're doing it in a completely different way than what Alabama did to get their success. Okay. How did, how did Alabama get their success? And then what do you think – Well – I feel like they're both. Was, I feel like they both did it with like their line, like winning yeah. there. Then they ran the ball. Like I think every college football team wants to build around the offensive and defensive lines. Yep. And like, but Georgia and Alabama have been able to get premier players doing that for years. I think Georgia's offense is so different from what Alabama's been doing for, I mean, really since, I'm trying to think. At some point, Alabama deviated from being like a run-first football team into being this like high-powered, explosive offense. Yep. Georgia still really doesn't do that. They're yep. honestly winning with bigs. And, and good defense. Yep. So what you're telling me is I was close. I was close. No. No. Okay. But yeah, I was. I was just curious about like Saban's getting older. He's what seventy two or so right now. Seventy. Like, how much longer can he be doing this? You got Kirby Smart coming up. Won two national championships. They just get. We'll just kind of transition this into our news. But they get Dylan Rayola, the number one quarterback in the next class. Like, to be honest, to be to be doing something like being a head coach of a football team when you're seventy, you're in your seventies, like Nick Saban is. You have to be doing it because you love it. I don't think winning national championships is going to get him to retire. I think having just unsuccessful seasons will. Got Brett. I got Brett texting me saying he couldn't find the link. Didn't get it. So I need to send this to him again. So give me give me a quick second here, okay? All right. But I can't believe Brett's late for his own interview. I mean, it's such a Brett thing, right? I mean, I'm not giving him a job. I mean, there's a reason he finishes second. On well, the other, college side. Yeah, on the college side. Yeah. Definitely not even sniffing it. <laughs> On the NFL side. I think we've had three or four people say that Brett's team is, like, in zombie mode on the NFL side. It's not good. We need some work there. All right, now we're going to get into our NCAA news. We talked about a little bit of Dylan Rayola going to Georgia. Do you think that was a good move for Dylan Rayola? Yes. I mean, if you're if you're the number one ranked quarterback in your class... I think you should be able to have success wherever you go. Period. Like if you're if you're really that dude, it doesn't matter if you go to 
Minnesota for the Golden Gophers, and you should still be able to perform. He's going to have a great line. He's going to have some talented guys to throw it to. I will say, I will say that a lot of people are like, I'm glad he didn't go to, I've seen a lot of people say that they're glad that he didn't go to Nebraska, but I kind of like what Nebraska is doing at skill positions. I agree. It might've been like fire. What I think is happening. And as an Iowa fan, it hurts to say it, but in a matter of three to four years, Nebraska football is going to be better than Iowa football. I mean, you look at what Matt Rule did at – wasn't he at Baylor? Yeah, he was at Baylor, yeah. and, like, he had some high-powered offenses. Like, So, like, the Big Ten's going to stop having conferences. So, like, what are the Northwesterns, the Iowas? Like, you're going to have your Ohio States, Penn States, Michigans, and then, like, all the East. Like, the whole West, the whole – like, oh, Iowa made it to the Big Ten Championship. Northwestern made it to the Big Ten Championship. Purdue made it to the Big Ten Championship. But they probably weren't ever going to win it. Yeah. Like, that was their one chance to, like, win and then maybe get an outside shot to the playoffs. And now going to a divisionless format, I think, hurts Iowa and Nebraska's building something there here in the next couple years, I think. I think so, too, because you got Malachi Coleman, who can run like a deer, big wide receiver. Then you've got Gatlin Bear, who is considering Nebraska, and obviously we think that he's going to go on a mission trip, but the reality is is he's 6'3", 190, and just ran like a 10.15 hundred. Yeah, he real fast. Which is <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then you got like a guy that I like, Jaden uh, Doss, going there, yep. who's six foot, two hundred pounds, and is also very fast. I don't know if there's that many secondaries in all of college football that can actually match up with those three guys. They can't run with them. So then you bring in like a Dylan Rayola. If he can just distribute the ball, I think that would be actually really fun. Where at Georgia, I think you're going to have so many other like five stars that come in at running back, tight end, whatever it is. I, I don't know if the numbers are going to be as video game-esque as they could be at Nebraska like two, three years down the road. Well, you brought it up, video game-esque. Not here on the show sheet, but there's been a lot of talk the last couple of days about NCAA 2014. There are there are rumors that some colleges are signing up, some just players are signing up, and they are awarding five hundred dollars per player to be in this video game for the name, image, and likeness. Your thoughts on that? It's like their name, image, and likeness is probably worth more than four five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. But if I'm a player, I would definitely do it for free. I want to be in a video game. So also because hopefully that like builds me, and then all of a sudden Stu Hansen's Dodge City 
down the street, the car, you know, the car salesman or whatever, they come to me and they're like, Hey, you're from around here. We'll give you 15 grand to do commercials for us. So, I mean, the exposure is probably the bigger thing for an athlete. And plus like, I don't know. I want to be in a video game. Two things that I had. I played this all the time in middle school in high school, 2014 was the last year that they had it. But I lost that for $500 a player. That's what I lost that for for this long. I didn't get it year after year for $500. $500 times 85 scholarships like, times 130 schools. Stop it. <laughs> $500. It's a lot of money. But that's what I didn't get it for. So pretty upset about that. Now, I mean, granted, like Caleb Williams, we should want to pay him more than $500. But if you're going to get everybody to sign on, I mean, it's like it's like asking a, the CEO of a company who makes $10 million to give his 90,000 employees a raise and not take his wage. Well, that's actually like $2 a week. <laughs> it gets spread pretty thin. So next, um, when thinking about the video game, we talked about a little bit in our, our uh, not Discord, but in our group chat about, you know, why isn't college fantasy football more prominent? Why don't more people play it? It's this niche does this video game help college fantasy football? Yeah, it's not It's not going to hurt it. I feel like this could be that gateway drug into everybody wanting to play Campus to Canton Leagues, play even if it's just CFF Redraft or Dynasty. I think this is the moment that, like, it gets big. So, Give C two C leagues like five years. I feel like they're going to be more of a more of a thing. I'm really excited about that. It could be. Um, I think the bigger the bigger issue is like my wife will play like a redraft NFL league for fantasy football. Yep. If I asked her to do college, she wouldn't want to do it, even though she's an Iowa State fan. Like she likes watching Iowa State. She doesn't care about any other team. So, I mean, for a more casual, like, college fan, it's going to be tough to get that market. But seeing players' names and, like, playing with them in a video game, it's going to go a long way in getting, like, little kids to be like, hey, I want our guy, Keon Coleman, right? Yeah, yeah our guy, yeah. Our yeah. guy. But. Wish Nate liked him more. I, I still think it's an uphill battle, but. It's definitely not a bad thing for college fantasy football. It's not a bad thing for college sports in general. I'm excited. I, I hope it, it's that gateway there. So you talked about, you know, we got Caleb Williams. Like maybe he should get paid a little bit more than somebody else. Well, the ACC, they might be close to a collapse, but they yeah. had a little conference this last week. And, it sounds like there's going to be some split revenue sharing 
if you make the playoffs or make the NCAA tournament, you're going to get paid more money. What does this actually mean for the ACC? Is are they done? This will yeah. be like like okay revenue, for a little bit. Split revenue sharing just ha- doesn't work. Like the Big Twelve had it, and it didn't work. It was a problem. Yep. Especially when like Texas is bad, <laughs> but they're getting all the money. I mean, I don't know. What was the other part to your question? It's just like, are they going to, is the ACC going to collapse? Probably. Yeah. Who would have thought that the ACC would collapse maybe before the Pac 12? Nah, Pac 12 is probably going to do it too. But who's going to do it first? Oh, I don't know. The Big Ten even has its its TV deal and before the ACC's deal ends before they can renegotiate their package. Like the ACC is dead. They had this uh, meeting all week, and usually, you know, when there's some frustrations with teams, there is a public statement that comes out that says, "We're all aligned. This is our plan." None of that came out of this meeting, which doesn't bode well, except for uh, the Magnificent Seven. That's uh, the only thing I feel like came out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are we we hung up on the fact that these conferences are important? Or are the teams themselves important? So, like, if we just blew it all up, SEC doesn't exist, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, Pac-12, none of it exists, and we get to make the schedules based on how good your team is. Like, FSU has been living off of Bobby Bowden for how many years? And there's rumors that – I think there are rumors from FSU – and Clemson, like, oh, they're going to join the SEC. I don't think, I don't think the SEC wants those schools. Maybe they don't. But it's like, what? What's the SEC outside of the institutions? Nothing. Obviously, TV money. Yeah. But it's like you have to have the best product, like going on to in your conference. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But if the product stinks. Your conference sucks. I just got a text from uh, our bride, bridesmaid there on the college side. Internet down. Not going to be able to join via uh, computer, but will be calling me soon. So it'll be over the phone. So if it sounds a little wonky, that's what's going on. Here he is, the bridesmaid himself. Brett. Brett, hello. hello. I've got you up to. Oh yeah, I can hear you. Jacob, can you hear Brett? A little bit, yeah. How about now, Brett? Talk. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Perfect. This. I can hear you. This is. How are you, Brett? What do you say? How are you? Uh, been better. Finish shit show tonight. <laughs> Which part is it? The you not being able to get in uh, through your internet to 
be a part of our uh, very, very highly rated podcast? Yeah. Or is it you golfed really poorly tonight? Uh, I played okay tonight. It's the second part. It's the second part. <laughs> That's a part of living in a, in small town Iowa. Where do you live outside of Elkhart. Ankeny? Elkhart. Elkhart, mm-hmm. yep. So our, our internet is called Huxley Communications. <laughs> Brett, Ankeny is about to absorb Elkhart, so you won't have to deal with those issues anymore. That would be nice. Yeah, send some Medicom or CenturyLink or something up here. I feel like I feel like my brother-in-law is basically a baseball throw away from Elkhart, but he's yeah. So it sounds like if we were to get back to what we were talking about here, Elkhart could be the ACC dispersing into Ankeny, which is some different conference, is what you're saying, Jacob. Basically, but I also just don't understand where Ankeny's border like ends. I feel like Ankeny has, more like, it's tripled in size in like 10 years. It's like, it. it's, it's Des Moines, Ankeny Ames. There's nothing in between. It's, that's just all there is. I guess my, bro- they, my brother-in-law lives in Ankeny, but they, he has to drive 10 minutes to get to the like nearest grocery store. We've got like eight of them here. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> if we, if they build another high school in Ankeny, like on the east side of of the interstate, that'll be closer to us than the North Polk High School. So, oh yeah, maybe we would be Ankeny then, but we'll see. All right, so we will continue on with our podcast. Sorry for the jumbled uh, script tonight, but we are, you know what, doing it live. Doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> All right, so we we could have led with this, but Keon Coleman going to FSU. What are your thoughts around that, Jacob? I love it. I tried really, really hard to get Keon Coleman back from Nate. Um, he wants to hold on to him. Understand that. But, yeah, I just think, like, Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman, Jordan Travis, Trey Benson – FSU is going to be pretty good. FSU's back. They're, playoff team, FSU, is that what you're saying? I don't know. I have no I don't know anything about their defense, but like Jordan Travis literally can just like throw it up. Yep. Like, as as <laughs> it's going to be he's going to put up like a really good season. Um we'll see where that goes, but I think Keon Coleman Keon Coleman borderline for me is like one of the guys that could emerge to be like a first round, second round wide receiver in this next NFL draft. Oh, okay. Next, we've got Gary Bryant Jr. going from USC to Oregon. RIP Tez Johnson shares. Sorry, tweet. I'm sorry you couldn't be on the podcast to, you know, pour one out for your homies. Alton McCaskill going to Colorado there for Grimm. I don't love it. Line's not great. Coming off a knee injury, he'll probably get some work, but I don't love it. We've got Logan Diggs transferring from Notre Dame to LSU, muddying up that backfield a little bit. Um, And Brian Kelly brings one of his guys over from Notre Dame. So 
you know, look into that what you wish. But I believe he is also on Tweet's team. We've got Brady Allen on Corey's team going transferring from Purdue to Louisville following his head coach, Jeff Brom. So that bodes well for Brady Allen and his future there. And then Brett, the big news that happened today, you probably aren't even aware of it. Jarquez Hunter. What are you hoping to get at Jarquez Hunter this year? Well, I was hoping for him to be like one of the main running backs in Auburn, but now I'm kind of concerned. Concerned about what? Do you know something? No, I'm concerned about did he transfer or, or get in trouble or what? Oh, boy. Did he wow. get in trouble? Oh, no. There is a sex tape that has been leaked. <laughs> Apparently, Jarquez Hunter filmed a little uh, rendezvous session, sent it out to some some people, and it is all over the interwebs. Hopefully this uh, young lady was uh, at least 18 in consenting. She, um, I think the bigger issue is that I've seen people like comment on Twitter that she was not consenting to her being filmed. Oh, no. But, yeah. So it has already come out. There are several football players who have already been suspended indefinitely. I don't know if one of them has been Jarquez Hunter, but something to... He, I believe he has been suspended indefinitely. So something to monitor there, Brett, at Auburn. And um, who's who's the head coach there? They just got hired. Hugh um, Freeze, who also Hugh has plenty of... Other scandals yeah. in his past, yeah. Like, I mean, the reality is, is even if you know Jarquez Hunter, like the truth comes out, he did nothing like wrong. The the woman did nothing wrong. All of that. The reality is, Hugh Freeze cannot have that as it. Yeah, like he can't. I don't. I don't know how he doesn't like just cut ties with him. So Jarquez Hunter probably the next. Running back there at Independence Community College. So, hey, as long as he's putting up numbies, it's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, but that, yeah, that's bad. That is all, and that just happened like this yeah. afternoon. Oh my gosh! I I was going through the show sheet, and I'm like, Jarquez Hunter, Brett. Like, I know he's on his team, but like, what's there to talk about? And I didn't see any NFL news. I was like, what? What did? Did Jacob add this? Like, he never adds anything to the show. I did. And I was like, where is it? So I literally just type into Twitter, Jarquez Hunter, and I was like, oh, dang. It was. It was. I mean, if there's one thing that, like, I don't think any institution's going to basically brush any kind of se- sexual misconduct under the rug like they used to do, like LSU like, did with, like, Darius Geis. Or like the Chiefs did with Tyree Kill. The right. Chiefs are just such a trash organization, aren't they, Jacob? <laughs> I mean, fans would be worse. I had I had some Actually, questions. Tyree Kill, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like misconduct. <laughs> even Deshaun Watson, like he didn't have nearly as many suitors in the NFL, even after all the success that he had. Once this 
these accusations kind of come out. So, like, I, I don't know what the truth is of the situation, but it's not good. Period. Well, that is all we have for NCAA news. Kind of a lot, actually, and a lot of it just, you know, came here in the last couple days. Jacob, why don't you hit us with all of the NFL news you have for us? So, some big NFL news. Chirp, 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 chirp. That's a cricket. Um, nothing's really happened in the NFL. Like, I'm still waiting for Ezekiel Elliott to, like, find a landing spot, all this kind of stuff. Nothing's happened. Nothing going on in the NFL. Nothing. Just a lot of really good hype. Uh, every rookie that went to camp is, yep. like, the best. Oh, my really- God. They they signed their deal. Duh. Uh <laughs> Some first round draft picks pick up trash better than others. That's pretty big news. I think you brushed that? over that. Uh, Richardson, he stayed after a team meeting oh, yeah. to clean up some trash. So I kind of like that, like just as a person. That's kind of yeah. how I am. Like, I know my kids are messy. We go out to a restaurant, to dinner, they make a mess. I kind of wipe up, like, I do my best to not leave it like a disaster zone. So I like that, but it doesn't mean that he's going to be a better quarterback. Does not. No. We're going to move into our 2023 trade counter. We go up from 32 to 33, but honestly, there's no trade to talk about this week. So we will move right in to our interview with Brett. Brett... Are you ready for these hard-hitting questions? I, I don't know. I guess I guess so. Okay. What is the biggest thing you've learned in the last two years? Uh, in like specific, like NFL or college or both? Both. Just whatever you've learned in C two C. I'd say. I think it's much easier to be good on the college side than it is to be on the NFL side going forward. At least for me, that's the way it is. I mean, based off your NFL <laughs> roster, I would agree. And, and and the reason is because I don't think I'm a great evaluator of talent for NFL when it comes to college players. I, th- I think I pick good ones for college. But then outside of that, I feel like I'm lost. What about Tory Horton? <laughs> Are you asking that because you want to trade for him? or? Yeah, yeah, I would like to trade for him. You're I, not. I, mean, I, I think he'll be decent in the NFL. I do. I, I think he'll be mediocre, at least. Which is better than what I can say for most of my other college wide receivers. Fair enough. That I've had so far. Except for, I think, uh, um, the guy for the Bills I had, is it Cleo Shakir? Is that you say his name? Yep. Um, I think he will be actually pretty decent for them eventually. Um, maybe not this year, but in the coming years, I think he could be a pretty decent role player for them. I but agree. Other than that, my. My college wide receivers have not been getting out at all in the NFL. You know, that's that's the biggest thing is that I need to to work on moving my players into the NFL 
and maybe not just picking people I think are going to be good in college. Is that? Uh, but it's nice to work in college. So that's fair. I don't know. Give and take. I could use a little bit of what Brett has on the college side, where I'm looking for like college production, rather than opposite. I'm looking for guys that will perform in the NFL. Brett, how did you I feel? Didn't... See, I didn't hear the first part. Sorry. Oh, Jacob just said that he thinks he could use some of that college production. Oh, yep, yep. I, I think I think if we, Brett, honestly, I think if we kind of merged bodies, we would be unstoppable <laughs> on the college side. We might need to find someone that has some hype, though. <laughs> well, yeah, we would definitely need to do that. So, Brett, is that like a little bit of foreshadowing to what you might be doing here in the first round of our supplemental draft? He's got, he's got, that's, I, I feel like I need to, yeah, to draft some players that maybe, but the thing is, it's like, it's it's all a guess, you know, like how good are these players going to be in the NFL? So I feel like, you know, at this point, you got to pick someone that's got to be good in college because, you know, I mean, if they're not good in college, they're probably not going to get in the NFL. But pretty, yeah, pretty good guess there. <laughs> you know, so it's just I, I need to find the the middle ground somewhere, and that's what I, I guess I've learned the most the past few years. Yeah, I was trying to trying to find like that middle ground. But yeah, it's just tough. So, how do you feel that year two went for you overall? I, think it was well. I, I mean. It, I think year two was better than year one for me because my, my NFL team was better. Um, I finished second again to you in college, but always that's okay. the Always the bridesmaid. Yep, always the bridesmaid. Mean, that's all right. And that's another reason why I feel like I can't trade with you is because I feel like I can't help you. <laughs> no one wants to trade because they're afraid that they're going to help. I do. Jacob, I'm trying to win the college side. You don't have any college people. I guess you have Jordan Travis. I guess I could inquire about them. I don't know if you heard. Hey, Luke, I don't know if you heard about, you know, our NCAA news, but I also have Damari Alston. Oh, Auburn. (laughs) Auburn might have. I have Jeff West Hunter if anyone wants uh, to trade for him. So, Jacob, you've got a question here for uh, I do, for Brett. So my question is, Chad predicted on this podcast that you would be this year's cellar dweller on the NFL side. What steps, what? I know, what steps are you taking to ensure that that doesn't happen? First of all, your reaction, Brett, of what makes me – question whether you've been listening to any of these podcasts if you've been downloading any of these podcasts and i'm starting to think you haven't you might be one of those people who aren't doing it did you just out yourself i no. i listen to every now and then now and then you're traveling all the time you're playing golf traveling a lot. It's been busy lately. you you can listen to these podcasts here's the reality i think tweet and myself have called you out to come on the podcast. 
I think Chad called you this year's cellar dweller. What are your thoughts? Like, what are you doing? I don't, I guess I don't see how I'm going to be the, the cellar dweller unless, I mean, the only thing that's going to hurt me is my quarterbacks, but Jared Goff will be decent again this year for the, for the lions. He's got some weapons. Uh, I mean, other than that, I feel like I'm set pretty well at wide receiver for right now. They're getting old. But um, running running backs are set pretty good. I mean, I I, I think I'm going to be decent in the on the on the NFL side. But it's just my prospects going forward is what scares me. Like cellar dweller in like two or three years, yes, I could see that. But I don't think this next year I'm going to be a cellar dweller. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta not be the cellar dweller ever. Ever, yeah. well, right? I need to draft some NFL talent in the college. I'm actually very, I'm actually very excited to see what you do with those first round picks, just because I feel like I offered a good amount to try and acquire them. But yeah. I'm listen, like I like picks. Everybody likes picks. I can't fault you for you know wanting to take your guys. In the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I also cannot wait to see who you decide to take. So, he didn't offer me any JoJo, you know, JoJo. So, no wonder he didn't get him. Didn't have JoJo. <laughs> didn't have JoJo. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset because now it sounds like I could have got two firsts for JoJo. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> he got a second for him. Yeah. I think Jacob's head would explode. And yeah, probably I would have quit. <laughs> so what do you feel is your biggest weakness currently on the NFL side? Definitely I'd say quarterback. I just don't have, especially with having a two quarterback league, I don't have a good second quarterback by any means. I mean, I, I barely have a first quarterback right now. So I, I would say quarterback for sure. What did what did we say on the podcast a few weeks ago, Jacob? You know what, Brett? We're not even gonna give you the answer, but there was one podcast that we we did a trade, and I think it might have been the Patrick episode. If you go to the Patrick episode and listen to that, there might be a good trade scenario in there. I can look at yeah for a quarterback. Yeah, I think so. So I think uh, you... I think I uh, talked about trading for Caleb Williams and moving off some of your elite NFL pieces, a.k.a. Stefan Diggs, you know, Tyreek Hill. Some of those guys still have value, but the reality is they're 29 years old. So even yeah. if they have a, even if they have great seasons, their value isn't going to get higher. It's going to depreciate over the next year or two. So to me, it's like move those guys, get at least like a guy that you think could be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And then from there you can kind of move around, but that's what I would do. Well, I mean, I do have Malik Willis, so how do you feel about that trade? (laughs) I'm starting to yeah, deeply regret it, especially 
with their draft pick this year. So uh, I think the writing on the wall is is there for Malik Willis. Yeah, and he and he hasn't done anything. So yeah, I mean, are there any hard feelings towards Grim? No, I think there should be very much so. <laughs> he knew what he was doing to you. I don't know. I, I, it's myself. I don't know why. I, I just hit, I hit it in my head. I thought he was, I thought he was going to be good. I don't know why. Obviously, another reason. You, another reason you didn't listen to the podcast. I was down on him all year. I was and way high on him. You were. You but were, then you know? he went. But then, but, yeah, the but, then, but then Malik Willis goes in the third round. Third round quarterbacks just do not hit. Um, basically, a quarterback has to go in the first or second round or be Russell Wilson. Or Tom Brady. Sure. Let's bring up the biggest outlier in all of sports. <laughs> so, so we talked about, you know, we asked you what your biggest weakness is on the NFL side. What do you feel like is your biggest strength on the NFL side? Uh, I'd say wide receivers. I mean, because I mean, Tyreek and Stephon Diggs are pretty solid. Yeah, my running backs are good too. I'd say those are yeah, my two almost even. I'd say running backs and wide receivers. All right. Next question for you: What is your strategy on the NFL, or on the NCAA side? Like, if you were going to teach the league how to finish second. What guidance would you give them on your strategy there on the NCAA side? It kind of goes back to where, like, my players maybe don't pin out in the NFL. You got to just, for me, so I've been just a lot of times looking at just college. You know, like, you got to just concentrate on, hey, this guy's going to produce big numbers. Maybe at a small school, he may not be great in the NFL because he's at a small school, but he's going to put up huge numbers. And that's kind of been my, my strategy for finding like some little I don't know, diamonds in the rough, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but how much research, that, how much research do you do there on the college side? Uh, I mean, a, a decent amount. I mean, cause I feel like you can only do so much and then eventually you just have no idea, you know, at least for me, who guys are. And so my big thing is like, once I get like outside of like the realm of guys, I know a little bit about, I mean, I'm just literally, I'm, I'm looking at like, you know, preseason All-American teams, you know, what's the Big Ten preseason team? What's the SEC preseason team? Um, you know, because I feel like those, those pundits are going to know more than I do. And so if they're on that team, they're out there, Yep. you know, and it looks like it's a decent prospect. I'm, I'm probably going to take them. I like it. At least you're putting, you know, putting in some effort. Honestly, I, I feel like with the college side, the more effort, you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it because there's so much opportunities with all of the teams. Like you're going to have somebody from Ohio do really well, but you have to know about them and who's going to look for them. So I think doing a little bit of strategy helps. Um, I'm kind of going back to just the overall thought of C2C when I first initially asked you to be a part of the league, you had said, you know, yes. And I asked you why, and you were like, well, I kind of like the idea of, you know, 
having people for a long period of time. That was something that kind of appealed to you. Uh-huh. What what do you has has it impacted your thoughts about college football? Have, are you watching more Maction? Um, what has that done for you over the years? And like, what are your thoughts about how fun or unfun C two C is since you joined? Oh yeah, I think it definitely affects the what I watch. You know, when I watch, and I guess I find myself watching more. Yeah, just players. The teams, you know, like uh, I'm, you know, tuning into a game to see uh, if a wide receiver does well more than like I could care less if their team does very good, um, you know, or if a quarterback does well. Um, yeah, I- I'm definitely watching, I would say, more like random games than what I used to, which is fun. I, I-, I enjoy that. Um, I like having a reason, I guess, to watch. That, that just makes everything more exciting. Um, but yeah, that's. That's kind of way what's changed, yeah. Because I used to rarely watch, like you said, the Mac Nation, or or like stay up late, you know, to watch like the Hawaii game or something, or like a late a late West Coast game, where where now I I might you know be more more willing to do that. Quick story, I went out to dinner with some coworkers for like this work function, uh-huh. and we're at a sports bar. Something just totally random was on the big screen like didn't even make sense and it's a tuesday when maction's going on and i asked them to put on the buffalo football game <laughs> and you know they did it they put on the buffalo football game and then my coworker's like what are you doing i'm like i want to know how mcduffie does tonight <laughs> he before he tra- before he transferred to kansas he was on he was on my team in another league I wanted to see how the Buffalo running back was doing. And they were like, why do you care about the Buffalo running back? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I played the fantasy what, football league. Because you saw what uh, Patterson did that one year. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's a whole different – I tried to explain it, and I was like, yeah, apparently this uh, it's real geeky. But I fucking love it. So, yeah, McDonald's on my team now. So yeah. <laughs> so if you could tell me what uh, is your biggest weakness on the NCAA side, what is it? Biggest weakness. Uh, I mean, it's what's going to get you first. Pretty good. It's tough to find one. I'm going to say tight end. Maybe, maybe the tight end position. I might have a answer for you. Brock Bowers. Or somebody has two first-round draft picks. Oh, like myself. Like yourself. You're not taking a Ronde in the first. Don't do that, Brett. Don't listen to Luke. Did you hear about this news of Ronde Gadsden? No, I did not. Listen, he's going to be a top five like scorer at tight end. Don't do it, Brett. Hmm. Is that like Shetron? Is he as good as him? Way better. Oh, way better. Okay. Uh, so last year, <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> so last year, Brett, Aronde Gadsden was the fortieth leading receiver in the NCAA. 
Okay. He had the designation of a wide receiver last year. This year he has tight end. Okay. He's a stud. He's huge for a wide receiver. He is nowhere near the weight he needs to be to be a tight end in the NFL, though. So, yeah, we'd be probably good in college. So one of those guys, yeah, I would probably pick. Where he's good in college, but not good in the NFL. Gosh. So right, want to? So now Jacob is upset because I have, I have some second round picks, and he doesn't want anybody to fall to me. Or is he? He really wants Gadsden, and he doesn't want you to take him. I think that's maybe what it is. You already have Bowers. Not me, you. You have him. I have Bowers, yes. Yeah. I have one second round pick. Correct. Yeah. I guess what's the disconnect here? You're you're talking about him like Gadsden falling to the second round where you have all these picks. You're not taking him. No, I'm saying that you want Oh, I do want him. Yeah. But I also want him as a wide receiver and not tight end. Debbie wise, he's a great like he's a great bet as a wide receiver. He's a terrible bet as a tight end. Syracuse tight end, Brett. Take a look. One twelve. You're a type of guy. Great at college, won't make it to the NFL. Or one ten. Sorry, 110. Sorry. Sorry. 110. We'll produce in college. Won't do anything in the NFL. Right up your alley. Honestly, Brett, if you want a really good trade offer, then take him. Because I'm coming after him. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's tough. It's hard to tell. Who do you got your eyes on here in, in the supplemental draft? I don't even know if I can tell you right now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to do more research for sure. Okay. So why didn't you like my trade? You what? My trade. Yeah, what? You didn't like it. But you don't know who you're taking. Well, yeah, because it's who you're, you're trying to trade for. Who was I trying to trade for? Hold on, let me go. Let me go back. Let me look. Let me look. I I was trying to trade for the picks. I don't know about uh, any players. Have you wanted somebody? I don't think so. Who was? Well, there was somebody that was asking for like like about like Terry Kill and uh, Stefan Dix. Is that you, Luke? I yeah. Oh, I, had, I, I had asked about one of those and giving you all of my first round picks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I asked about them in trading Deshaun Watson, but then I just wanted the first round picks for yeah, just players. Yeah, but I didn't. I wouldn't give Deshaun Watson for an NCAA first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Well, that was me. I. I was. I was inquiring about one of those guys and giving you my three first round picks. That's right. Yeah. And I turned it down. Which was 102, 104, and 107 <laughs> for one of those guys. So. Yeah. You still feel good about it? Very, very tempting. I, I don't know. Yeah. 
this is like I said, like I don't feel confident right now in like getting guys from college to NFL. And so I feel like I have to hold on to my NFL guys that are good. Yeah, that sounds like a cellar dweller. They're no, not going to be. No. Yeah, but they're not going to be as good or elite in two years. No, I, I would agree. So you gotta you gotta get what you can get now. Yeah, I mean, I would I wouldn't sell low on them. You're gonna be selling low, like two years from now, if you try and trade Tyreek or Stefan Diggs. You're going to be selling at their low point. Yeah, I know, but I feel like I still got to try to be decent right now. There's I don't no, know. There's no difference in coming in second and coming in tenth. Yeah. You don't well, you do money. get a payout at second. I will say. Oh, that. Okay. There's yep. no difference in coming in third and tenth. <laughs> yeah. So I want to play a little game, Brett. We we kind of just lead, led into it there. Who are some untouchable players on your NFL side? And Jacob, I'm going to give you first go at it. Try to, you know, try to tickle Brett's fancy on some of these NFL guys. Okay. Brett. Who are your untouchables, Brett? You want, you want to be on? Sorry, I thought, I thought you were saying Jacob. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like I have to say Javante because so many people have tried to trade for him, and I've turned a lot of people down on on Javante Williams just because he's so young still. You know, he's only 23, and it's, I feel like he still has such a huge up- upside. So I would say right now it's Javante Williams. Uh I'm going to go ahead and throw Isaiah Pacheco out there because same kind of thing. He's so young and has a huge upside. And Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs right now. Other than that, I feel like I'd be pretty open to anybody getting traded. So Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs are obviously elite players, right? I think we can all agree on that. What if I gave you Jalen Hurts for Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs? Uh, I'd say maybe just because I need a quarterback so bad. So you don't think Jalen Hurts is that guy? Okay. What if Luke gave you Patrick Mahomes? For Tyreek and Stefan Diggs plus the two firsts on the NCAA side. Plus my two firsts? Yep. Uh, you want Patty? I mean, that would be tempting. Plus Tory Horton. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tory Horton's the thing that keeps a Brett. From getting Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> who would have thought? But I've tried to trade your Patrick Mahomes before, and you told me you're not trading him. Well, you offered me Javante Williams for him. Okay, Brett. Yeah, somebody else. Brett, Stephon Diggs and Javante Williams for Jackson Mahomes. 
Yeah, he's in jail, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll make that trade. No. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I don't know. I, like, I love Patrick so much, I would probably do any, almost any trade, to be honest, for, for Mahomes. There's your partner, Luke. There you go, Luke. Well, I only have two quarterbacks. Yeah, so. see. Well, you got Caleb coming up. I mean, he should oh, be good. Oh, Malik Willis, so you can have another quarterback. Yeah, that's what I need. I need Malik Willis. You're right. <laughs> I got, well, I'll trade you Zach Wilson. Jacob, you may not know this, but I'm also in the contention to win on the NFL side. So if I trade away a quarterback, there's, there's a chance there's some downside there. Um, You're not. Oh, because you're also competing and you're better? Yes. Okay. I'll tell that to my championship. You can tell that to uh, Christian McCaffrey coming back and scoring 29 points a game and and Bijan going off for 25 a game. All right, Brett. Javante Williams or Arch Manning? Which one would I rather have right now? Yeah, so presumably, you know, Patrick said that he's taking at 101, Arch Manning. You're looking for a quarterback. You have Javante Williams. Are you seriously competing, or would you want Arch Manning? Or trade for 101 and take whatever quarterback you want. No, I'm going to keep Javante. So here's the issue that I've always had with Javante is he's not as big. Correct. This year he probably will not start for Texas. So I feel like how good can he be if he can't start? Well, he's a freshman. Like, how many freshmen come in and start? Like two, two a year. Like Caleb Williams is going to be the probably the top two, three pick in this draft, and he didn't start as a freshman. I think, I, think, I think the disconnect here is Javante Williams. I think people fell in love with him when he was coming out into rookie drafts, but the reality was is he shared the workload in college, and then now in the NFL he continues to do so and get injured. He's also 208 pounds. Like he's not exactly, you know, Nick Chubb walking around at 230. So I think I think Javante Williams is overvalued. I would definitely take Arch, and then I would like add a CFF guy that I like on top. Because you are trading for a college piece, albeit quarterback, but like you're trading an NFL asset for you know college players. Okay, what about this? You're in the search for a quarterback, Trey Lance. Or Javante Williams. Trey Lance, Trey Lance has a lot of unknowns to, to him, and Javante's got an injury that he's coming off of. How good will he be? There are other questions, but quarterback's a more valuable position in a super flex league. Yeah, but I mean, Trey's not, she's not a position. I mean, it's just not like, I mean, they're looking to trade him, right, from the 49ers, so. 
they're moving off of him. He's not going to start anywhere else. So, but Brett doesn't Javante have just as many unknowns as Trey Lance? I mean, Javante is going to be starting for the Broncos. Is he? I'm under the assumption that he's still going to be recovering from this injury and will miss the beginning parts of the season. That's what I'm under the working assumptions of, but I'm no doctor. Yeah. I mean, once he's back, he's going to be a starter. Okay. I mean, right? I mean, I would think so. What if they draft Raheem Sanders next year? Well, then I guess that'll be a, a different story. But I don't I mean, Trey, I mean, Trey's not going to start for anyone this next year, whether he's hurt or not. I mean, injuries won't matter for him. He's not going to. He's not going to start for any teams, unless someone gets hurt, and he and he plays for that team that whatever team he's on. Which I mean, it may not be the 49ers. So it just, yeah, it's just. I I feel like. I mean, I feel like the Broncos are at least committed a little bit to Javante. Okay. You know, and it's just I, I just feel like they are at least they'll they'll start him when he's ready. You know, I feel I feel confident that he'll play. I just don't feel confident Trey is going to play anywhere. Would you trade Tyreek Hill? Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on this whole quarterback thing. You're looking for a quarterback. I'm trying to help you out. Would you trade Tyreek Hill for the fourth overall draft pick in this year's draft, Anthony Richardson? Uh, I, I probably might. Yeah, I might do that actually. I won't. <laughs> okay, I was trying to help Jacob out. You know, he's got to try to find out ways to beat me. I was trying to help. What about what about CJ Stroud? Yeah, I probably do CJ Stroud too. Maybe, yeah. Be it's, I have to really consider that. So Nate, Nate, I believe you have CJ Stroud. Maybe there's something you could work out there with Brett around CJ Stroud and uh, Tyree Kill. Don't know if that's what you want, Nate, but you know, putting it out there in the atmosphere, maybe we can make it happen. All right. So, who are some untouchables on your college side, other than Tory Horton? Um, I mean, Tory Horton. I mean, I feel like I would trade him for something. I don't know. That was just tough because I, I do really like Tory. Um. Other untouchables, uh, it's tough. I, I would say Petaway right now just because I want to see what he does. And I used a high draft pick for him. Um, same thing with Spencer Rattler. I kind of want to see what happens with him. I mean, his, I feel like all the talent's there. He just needs to figure it out. Um, so you said Spencer Rattler. What if... What if well, let's see here. I'm trying to think here. Spencer Rattler, does he have still the uh, NFL upside? Could you get another guy with maybe more upside than Spencer Rattler? Um, would somebody trade Spencer Rattler for Joe Milton, like granted, Joe Milton is available in our 
supplemental draft, but you just saw what um, you'd still get your college production there with Tennessee's offense or trying to think other guys that are in that range like it's just it's just tough it's I mean, hard it's hard yeah it's, it's just Spencer, Spencer's been such like a you know he was so high you know I used to know it was like I get what the first overall pick or something like that and that's what I used so I got Spencer Rattler and just He's had such a roller coaster. I feel like I just can't give up on him yet. I don't know. That's just kind of the way. He has, he's weird because he has so many flashes where you're like, wow. Right. Like, that's right. an NFL player. But then he also has, like, these – he can't complete, like, a screen pass. Right. Yeah. So who did you say were some other um, uh, untouchables? Put away. Put away. Things because I, I use such a high draft pick on him. I want to see like I want to see it pan out. Like I don't want to like give up on that person after a year. Um, I, I want to see what he does this year for sure. So I'd say Petaway is one of them. Uh, hey Brett. Yep. Just because you're like quarterback needy, like on the NFL side, will you please just go back and look at the trade that I sent you for the just the first round picks. There's the two first-round picks for – basically, I let you choose between Jaden Daniels, Jordan Day, Jordan Travis, whatever. Yeah. And then okay. a bunch of other players, like actual players. That won't, that won't be much on the NFL side, yeah, for, for what? I don't – I don't think that's true. I do. Really? Because I offered him a wide receiver three. I don't know what the wide receiver three. Has to, I just said that the I top, don't think top I'm just six wide receiver who's. All I'm saying is I don't think Jordan Travis or Jalen Daniels are going to be different makers on the NFL quarterback side. Is literally why, what I just why said. is that? What do you know about quarterbacks that I don't? Nothing. No one knows anything about quarterbacks. Thank it's you. Just my belief. My belief also led me to Malik Willis. Your beliefs also led you to Malik Willis in a different light. So, one for one versus 0 for one. So, I'm just saying, did Baker Mayfield have success in the NFL? Yes, he did. Okay, so why can't Jordan Travis? He's got a better. He's got a better arm. He's more mobile. All right, there's. Kalen Daly was reminding me too much of Malik Willis. I feel like he's like the same player. Who? Jalen Daniels. Daniels and Malik Willis. I feel like they're like the same player. Well, one plays in the SEC, the other played for Liberty. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There it is. Jacob's got something out there for you to go back and look at. Listen, you can go back and look at it, but the moment that Jay, that like Jordan Travis or Jaden Daniels go round one or two, you're not getting them for for what I'm. You're not getting them for like first round picks on the NF, on the college side. You're just not. Right. Right. I know. It's just one of those where it's just like you just don't know, and I just don't want to. I don't know. 
I go back to like Luke. I was talking about Luke. I was like, someone always has to win the trade, no matter what. You always say like, yeah, you can just both win. It's not. I feel like it's never the case. Someone always has to win the trade. I think. I feel like I never win the trade. I think in the moment, I would say I'm like, I am fifty percent on trades. Like fifty percent of them come back to bite me, but like another fifty percent like work out. So that means I'm not very good at trading. I'm not Luke, right? I'm not getting the 209 for JoJo Earl. <laughs> I'm gonna, when, once JoJo Earl goes off this year, I'm totally going to... Me and Brett are going to have a huge party. JoJo party. Yeah, and only short people can come to it. Yep. I'll be there. <laughs> Under I'll, I'll be at the party and I will I will I will write a full page apology to Jojo himself. So what if do we he, have to do? He goes off this yeah, what does he have to do to get Yeah, what does he what is what do you what does he have to do to go get an apology from Jacob? Six hundred and fifty yards. Six hundred and fifty yards. Okay. Does that include receiving and rushing? I don't care how he gets them. He needs <laughs> to return, them. Yards. Yeah, return yards. Count? Return yards. He said he doesn't care how he gets them. All, All purpose. Right. I think he's All okay purpose. So. Six fifty, <laughs> Brett. Let's mark it down. Oh baby. All right. This this I don't know any better way to end this interview than what we just got right there. <laughs> this is intense. This next year, Jojo bear step up. Jojo six fifty. Let's go. Let's go. The last 650 that he ever gets. <laughs> Be well worth it. Well worth it. <laughs> so that does it for us tonight. Next week, we'll be taking a break from our manager interviews, and we'll be interviewing one Felix Sharp from Canton to Can- campus to Canton. We... Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we had talked about um, kind of C2C and all the things about why it hasn't really taken off everywhere. Why aren't people playing more college football? Why don't people want to? Felix has kind of gone out and talked to different places, um, platforms, trying to push C2C. I want, I am trying myself to be an advocate for it on Twitter and whatnot, promote camps to Canton. I want this to be a thing that everyone plays. I think it's a blast. So I challenge everybody here in the league to go out. If you got Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, talk to your coworkers. Jacob's already done it where he's talked to some of his neighbors, coworkers, whoever they are. We're going to start up another league here. It sounds like, later this summer, trying to get more people involved. But we'll talk to him next week to kind of hear about the adventures. So if you guys have any questions that you want to ask, put those in the chat. Um, I know Tweet will definitely have a lot of questions, um, pretty much about you know Jacob's business plan on seaweed meat, um, whatever that one was. Sounds great. But yeah, would you, buy, would you buy it? I would not. Okay, well here we are. So <laughs> he will be on next week. So 
again, if anybody has any questions that they want to submit, let us know. That does it for us tonight. The champion on the college football side, the bridesmaid on the college football side, and Jacob. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to start your studs. The king of the college football side. The king. (laughs) That will do it for us tonight. Don't forget to start your studs. And Jacob, don't hate the player. Hate the game. I don't get it. Good night. Good night. Time to play the game!